Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I um, started something this morning, and uh, I I felt like I wasn't quite done, so I want to um, hit it for a few minutes tonight. We're not going to keep you all night, but um, but I want to share a couple more things. I, I started um, something called "Faith is Generational," and it's a it's a phrase that the Lord spoke to my heart because His plan and purpose for this body and this church is not decreasing; it's on the increase. I mean, what a privilege to be in a in a body that's been around for. 40 years, but instead of steam running out, the steam is picking up. God's got more in store. He's got more in store. And faith being generational is not faith passing on, you know, a little, a little less faith and a little less faith. See, in, in, uh, if you just do it in the natural, thank you, brother Mike. If you just do it in the natural, if he keeps playing, I'll just keep being drawn back. And I think I need to get this word out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you thankful for anointed musicians and singers? And whew, it's so, so awesome. Praise God. Um, but there's things that, that God wants to do that, that are on the increase. And, you know, if you just do it in the natural, you know, by the third, you know, by the third generation, typically uh, the the kids that are third generation of any kind of faith begin to dwindle out and they get less uh, consecrated and less less uh, on fire. But around here, that's not happening. I mean, you can see it. Glory to God. We got we got third generation kids uh, and teenagers that are that are as passionate as I was as a kid and more so. And that's the way it ought to be. It ought to be ever increasing. Glory to God from from one generation to the next. He's faithful up to a thousand generations. I think he went went ahead and laid out a thousand generations. Say, I'm going to be faithful for a thousand generations. Well, if you've got a faithful God for a thousand generations, then you ought to have faith that builds generation after generation after generation after generation. We're not cooling down around here. We're heating this thing up. Glory to God. If the world can heat things up by God, we can heat things up by the Spirit and the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Jesus came to baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Glory to God. So we're not we're not cooling down. We're not taking a step back. We're not, yeah, we might be changing and shifting with the season, but the things that are being imparted and, and the things that are being uh, uh, put on the inside of, of us is growing and increasing, and it's not going to just stay on the inside because how many of you know we're in a season that builds? And so I just, I'll catch, if you weren't here this morning, it's already up, so you can, you don't listen now, but you can go back and listen uh, after, after tonight, uh, and maybe you listen this afternoon, but but the sons, over in First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32, the sons of Ishakar had an understanding of the times. Thank God we have an understanding of the times, but they also knew what they ought to do in those times. 
They knew what they ought to do. And so we, we got to recognize the season shift, but then we also got to recognize what are we doing in this season? Because we can't just stay in the, in the season that we were in and, and operate in the way that we did in the season that we were in before. If the season shifts, if the season changes, then we have to move and shift with the season. Glory to God. Because when, it, when the season gets hotter over in Florida, hallelujah, where we're at, you got to break off the jackets and take off the, the hoodies. And um, I don't know what it is about middle schoolers, but they always want to wear hoodies in the middle of the heat of the, uh, I don't know what that is, but that, that's, that's, that's uh, not the norm. And, and so, so we, you take off the hoodie, you put on the tank top or you put on the, 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 the microfiber that, that breathes. Come on, because you know, you're about to sweat as soon as you get out of the shower and step outside. So you don't step outside with things that belong to the last season, or you're going to be weighted down. You're going to be, you're going to be unable to do what you need to do fully. And if you even do accomplish what you want, what you need to do, how many, you know, it's going to be harder. It's going to be more burdensome. And I don't want to be carrying into this season, what belonged to last season and make this season a burden or something that's more difficult because how many uh, know that this yoke is easy and his burden is light. Are you tired? Or are you worn out? You're probably in religion. The message Bible says, he said, if you're tired, if you're weren't worn out, you're probably in religion. Get away with me. Come to me and I'll show you how to work. Glory to God. I'll show you how to walk with the unforced rhythms of grace. The message Bible says, why? Because when you're flowing and operating with, with the Lord, when you're in step with him and not stepping out in your own strength and your own ability in your own, in, in the wrong season, come on, then, then it becomes easy and light and free and fun again, because you're doing it under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit in step and in tune and yoke together with Jesus. Whoo. I'm stirred up. Jesus is good. Increase is Cindy Duvall said this, and I'll just repeat this because we, we, we said it this morning. Uh, Cindy Duvall said this about the transition. She said, transition equals advancement. Transition is advancement. In the kingdom, when there's transition, it advances. It doesn't stay the same. It doesn't go backwards. It doesn't move to the left or to the right and get out of sync of what God's doing. When transition happens, glory to God, there is advancement in store for us. And so there's some things to do in this season that we've not done before. There's some things to see. That Even our vision says, I will make you ministers and witnesses of the things that you have seen and the things that I will yet reveal unto you. Glory to God. There's some things yet to be revealed. There's some things yet to be seen. We ain't seen it all. Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, you ain't seen it all, baby. Woo. He's still got some tricks in his bag. Glory to God. He's still the God who's more than enough. He's still the God who is El Shaddai, the God of plenty. He's still the God who knows how to do it big. Glory to God. He's still the God who breaks open cells, moves oceans out the way. He's still the same God. He's still the same Father. Hallelujah. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you don't got to worry about today, and you sure don't got to worry about tomorrow because he's the same God. Hallelujah. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So what do we got in store? We got more in store. More of what? More of his goodness. More of his mercy. More of his wisdom. More of his love. More of his passion. More of his fire. More of his ability. More of his empowerment. Glory to God. There's more in store. Hallelujah. Like, like Elisha. 
when Elijah was being taken out. Hallelujah. What did he say? He said, what can I do for you? He said, well, I want a double portion. Double, double. Double, double all the way. I want a double portion of what you had on my life. Well, how dare you ask for more than what I had? Don't you know I'm the premier prophet of the land? No, he didn't say that. Come on. Your legacy. Come on. Your legacy should be that those that come after you rise up, glory to God, in a fresh anointing and a fresh power and begin to walk in more of what you had than you ever thought possible. Begin to do more of what God had, orda- had ordained us to do. Come on, the next generation, I'm believing that, that these young men and young women, hallelujah, are going to take us up a level in worship, take us up a level in, in our witness, take us up a level, glory to God, in our, in our flowing with his goodness and his power, that take us up a level in revelation of his word. I want to see the next generation after me. I'm not working so hard so that I can get a plaque on the wall that says Steve was a great man. No, I'm working hard in the kingdom because I want to see fruit that remains. Glory to God. I want to see fruit that remains, fruit that increases. I want to see things planted in this season that bear fruit long after I'm gone. Hallelujah. I don't want songs to be written about me. I want, I want the things that I put in and work for in this season to bear fruit in the generations after me. If the Lord tarries, glory to God. I want my kids to go further. I want my kids to see more. I want my kids to walk in more. Hallelujah. How many are with me? So we're in a season of building over in Nehemiah chapter 1. I'm trying to cut through this real quick so I can get to to some more. Over in uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, the the Lord pointed me to this verse, like I said this morning. And it said, uh, uh, right in the verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and um, and the, the, the... he said to look up what those names mean. Nehemiah means uh, Jehovah comforts. Uh, Hakaliah means whom Jehovah enlightens. And he said you're moving from a season uh, uh, of enlightenment and revelation. Thank God for the revelation and the enlightenment that we have received. Glory to God. But we're not camping out here around the enlightenment that, that we've had because there's yet more to do. There's yet more to see. There's yet more to walk in. There's yet to more experience. There's yet more to deliver to this community. There's yet more to shine bright about. Glory to God. So we're not staying camped out around the revelation and the enlightenment that we had. Because now the season is shifting. And there's a season now that has come upon us that's a season to begin to build. There's comfort when things are built up. Glory to God. Comfort. What kind of comfort? Comfort knowing you're in the will of God. Comfort knowing that you're in the safety of his plan and his perfect. Comfort of what? Comfort knowing that God has got your back. Comfort knowing, hallelujah, know everywhere my foot treads. Ah, I might see an enemy. I might see a giant. But glory to God, everywhere my foot tread, the Lord has already given it unto me. Watch out. Praise God. We are builders. We must build. We must build this faith legacy. We must pass down faith that increases over the generations. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. 
It says, for we are God's fellow workers. I think Pastor Greg has read this. You are God's fields. You are God's building. Come on. Hallelujah. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Come on. Aren't you grateful for the foundation and the building that, that has been begun around here? Glory to God. I'm so grateful for the foundation and the, and the things that have already been built. But let each one say each one. Take heed how he builds on it. Not let some, not let these that are most anointed, not let these that, that are especially gifted. It says, let each one. Am I reading that right? Let each one, each one. That means each one has a grace to build. Each one is a builder. Each one has an anointing to build in the kingdom of God. This isn't uh, reserved to, to, to the specially anointed. It's, it's reserved and got a name that's yours. Glory to God. It's been reserved as a good work prepared beforehand that you should walk in it. Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to walk in it. Look at somebody and get sassy. Say, I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk in it. Woo, bless the Lord. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation uh, can be laid than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Yay. We're not building anything but, but what's on, built on Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold and silver and precious stones, wood, hay, straw, let each one's work become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work is that uh, uh, he has built on it indoors he will receive a reward if anyone's work is burned he'll suffer loss but he himself will be saved let uh yet also through fire builders are stewards i said builders are stewards what's that mean that means you you have a mindset glory to god that isn't this ain't my money this ain't my life. This isn't my time. This isn't my energy. This isn't my talent. This isn't my prerogative. It's my prerogative. It's not your prerogative. It's his prerogative. And builders are stewards. If you'll switch your mindset that this is mine's own, this is what I got, this is my house, this is my car, this is my money, this is my family, and you'll switch that mindset to say this is the Lord's, that he's called me to steward over it, glory to God, then all of a sudden you you get a mind switch, hallelujah, that causes you from trying to live life uh, based on what's best for you, and it causes you to begin to be able to see things clearly that this isn't just my life. It's my life. It's now or never. No, it's this is not your life. You're no longer your own. You've been called to be a steward of the things that God has put in you and in your life. Glory to God. And when you begin to steward it and steward it well, it begins to get multiplied, and you begin to build on with uh, precious things like gold, silver, hallelujah. Because when you're doing it your own way, brother, when you're doing it your own way, sister, you're building straw, you're building hay, you're building stubble, and that stuff gets burned up in the end. It gets burned up, and all of a sudden there's nothing left. And you thought, well, I was putting all this time and all this energy and all I was doing this for me, glory to God, and that's what it was. It was just for you, and it got burned up. But thank God you still got saved. But your work was declared that it wasn't anything that was meant to last. But we're to build things that last, Amen. Hallelujah. Builders are stewards. Uh, builders increase. I said builders increase. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 through 28, the parable of talents. 
It says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants. You know, I, I'm going to condense this because we, we're short on time, but I, I, you know the story. There was a man that delivered his goods, and he delivered his goods uh, uh, um, to one he, to each of their own ability. Come on, God's not asking you to do something that he ain't giving you the ability to do it. If he's asking you to do it in this season, it's because you have the ability. He's delivered it to you according to your own ability. He's not asking you to do something that's, that's in somebody else's lane. He's asking you to do something that's in your lane, and he's equipped you and enabled you to do it. Hallelujah. Let me move on. And, you know, he gave two, uh, five to one, two to another, and, and one to another. And the one with five, he went away on a journey. But then he came back, and, and, and he asked the one with five, hey, what, what's up with my money? He didn't say, you know what? That was your money. You did it with what you wanted, and that's all well and good. Oh, okay. That's not what he said. He said, what would you do with my money? <laughs> He's still the God that owns the hills, the cows on a thousand hills. He's still, he says, I got all the gold and silver. Whoo, it may be on lease to us, but it's still his. But he went, he came back, he said, what'd you do? He said, oh, I multiplied it. I got five more. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Then he went, one, the one with the two, and the one with two came back and said, I got two more. And he said, well, why didn't you get five like the other guy? No, he didn't say that. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Then he came to the old knucklehead with one. And the one, you know, the, I, this, this parable kind of uh, uh, annoyed me. Anybody, the scriptures annoy you sometimes? It annoyed me because, because uh, the, the steward was like, hey, you're, I knew you as like a mean and, and crazy man, you know. And I, so I buried this thing and hid it. And I was reading this one day, and I realized that he judged this man that way. Notice the other servants didn't have that to say. It was the one who was wicked, had a wicked viewpoint of who his master was. It was the lazy servant that didn't want to do nothing, that had the wrong view. And the very thing that he feared came upon him. Ooh. How do you see it? Glory to God. So he took the talent from the one with the one and gave it to the one that had ten. Come on. We want to we wanna increase the Lord when he's, he's looking for increase. He's not looking for you to bury your thing. He's not looking for you to stay the same. He's looking for increase in this season. So builders increase. Builders come in every shape and size. Eww. Aren't you thankful? Over in Nehemiah chapter Three, it begins to record the builders and every, every person's part. I love that because it, here's, here's a, a historical record of what every person's part was. This guy hung the gate. This guy built the wall in front of his house. This, this guy and his daughters built this, repaired the section in front of their house. And, and I love it because it's it, typically the Lord's asking these people to do what's in front of them. 
He's not asking them to go and do somebody else's part. He's asking them to do just what he's asked them to do. And they just went out and put their hand to this good work, like we said this morning. And they begin to get, uh, it's, it's written down in Scripture, uh, each one's work and each one's labor. How many have read what the, in the New Testament where it says, God's not unfaithful to forget your labor of love? Hallelujah. If these guys that were building a natural wall uh, uh, to help Nehemiah accomplish what, what was on on his heart to do how much more when you begin to build in the kingdom of God in the new covenant is the Lord writing down hallelujah oh yeah she she invited this person over for coffee and ministered to him he, uh, he he got up early and began to practice the song that they were doing this Sunday even though he didn't he didn't feel like it yeah he gave in this offering even though it was it was not the most convenient time to give she gave of herself in the nursery and changed more diapers than them all uh, whatever Whatever the, the, the testimony, he is at work being a witness unto the people around him and sharing the gospel freely. These things are being written down and recorded. Come on, in Ephesians chapter, or not Ephesians, in Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse 8, it says, Next to him, Uziel, the son of Hariah, one of the goldsmiths made repairs. Also next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs. And they fortified Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Woo, I just like that because he's talking about goldsmiths. He's talking about perfumers. Hey, these aren't, he didn't say the masons. He said the goldsmiths and the, and the perfumers, oh, glory to God. And then in verse 32 in the same chapter, it says, In between the upper room and at the corner, as far as the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants even got involved and made repairs. No matter what your grace and your occupation and the call of God that's on your life, you are called to build the kingdom of God. Builders come in all shapes, all sizes, all calls, all anointings, all flavors. Glory to God. There's no, God is no rest specter of persons and it doesn't matter if you're a perfumer or a goldsmith or a banker or you work with dead people or whatever your assignment is in life glory to God or you're a businessman or you're you're a housewife it doesn't matter there's no limitation on the things that God has called you to do you're called to build you're called to build the kingdom everywhere you go you're called to build at your workplace you're called to build up those children that you're with every day to build them up into generation changers. You're called to build up the kingdom when you go to the grocery store. You're called to build up the kingdom when you get in these doors. You're called to build up the kingdom when you call the brother that you've noticed hasn't been in church in a few weeks. You're called to build the kingdom. All shapes, all sizes. Woo, glory. God's not just calling the pretty, and I said, thank God. No matter your grace, no matter your occupation, you're anointed to build the kingdom. Builders use their authority against the enemy. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon. Woo, doggy. With one hand, they, they worked at construction. With the uh, Come on, these weren't, these weren't trained 
builders and trained warriors. These were perfumers. These were goldsmiths. But glory to God, when you're under the unction and the anointing of God and what he's doing and you're building what he's building, you can with one hand build the kingdom and with the other hand, oh, watch out, devil. Glory to God. I've got my hand on my weapon and I've got my hand on my hammer and I can work with this hand and I can keep an eye on you with the other hand and you're not going to come. I'm going to use my authority to keep you off the wall while I'm building the wall that's called to keep you out. And in this season, we need some builders who are going to put their hand to the construction of the plan and purpose of God in this season. But we also need some builders who are willing to use their authority. Keep an eye out for the enemy. Keep an eye out for the things that the enemy would try to do to, de- to derail the lives of, uh, of ourselves and of one another. To keep the, eye, uh, the hand on the sword, so to speak, the sword of the Spirit. When you notice somebody struggling in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over that family. I plead the blood of Jesus over that relationship. I please the blood of Jesus over that person who's trying to make a decision that looks like it might derail them. I plead the blood of Jesus over their minds. I speak a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them who believe. What are you doing? You're keeping your hand on the sword. You're keeping your hand on your weapon and you're looking and glory to God, I wish an enemy would try to come up here and stop in this building process. Because I got my eye out. Glory to God. If we would all go ahead and get a sword ready. Come on, this is the core right here. If we would all get a sword ready. Yeah, but I'm not feeling that great. Go ahead and get a sword ready. Put a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other. Glory to God. Because this isn't just about you. This is about what God's calling the body to do. And when there's a special grace on a place to build, glory to God, there's grace to pick you up and carry you into into something. Glory to God. Builders use their authority. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. Pastor Greg's been on this. He said, uh, but who do you say I am, Peter? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And also I say to you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. He's building, he's building, he's building, he's building. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Builders know how to use their authority against the plan and the purpose of the enemy. I won't be distracted. I won't be discouraged. Come on, the sword protects you and protects others. Builders won't be tricked into distraction. Come on. You know, Nehemiah, chapter 6 and verse 3 and 4, they sent messengers to them saying, uh, there was, well, let me give you the backstory here. It says uh, um, Nehemiah was, was in this work and it was moving and it was shaking. And, and they were sending, like, lies and, and conspiracies against them and saying, oh, he's trying to go against the king. And, 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 and then they would, would send other uh, lies that said, someone's going to come and try to kill you. And, and they were just building uh, distractions to try to get him off his course. Well, how many of you know when God begins to move and we're in a new season that the enemy's going to try to come and distract He's going to lie. He, he might lie on you. Come on. People were lying on him. They were stirring up drama. They were accusing him of false motives. Well, 
he's, he's got this going on. He's only doing this it's, because it's for this and it's for that. When you are doing what the will of God says and you're building what he's asking you to build, you can't be distracted. They, and so uh, Nehemiah, he sent back messengers to all these yahoos. He said, so I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Mm. But they sent message to, to him four times, and, ans- and he answered them, and I answered them, it says, in the same manner. All four times. He, I think Lois read this scripture while she was here. It, and, and I love this because he's saying, why should I quit doing the work of God that I'm called and anointed to do to answer these lies, these accusations, the, this drama, this thing that he said, she said. Why should I keep get my eye off the plan and the purpose of God? Why should I get my eye off a of building in the season when I'm called to build to get my eyes on what somebody's saying or what somebody else is doing or what the enemy is trying to pull you and distract you with? No, builders don't get distracted. They keep their eye on the plan and the purpose of God. They got one hand on the hammer and the other on the sword and they're getting the work done say get the work done hallelujah i love it he says i am doing a great work builders recognize they're doing a great work don't belittle the work that god's called you to in this season can i talk to mamas real quick can i talk to mamas don't belittle the work that you're doing at home that is not a little work. That is a great work that is establishing glory to God. The next generation, it's establishing and growing up men and women of God. It's imparting faith. It's causing them to grow. And it is causing the next generation to begin to be to rise up, glory to God, and be able to build in their season. Don't, don't be distracted. Recognize, I am doing a great work. I'm doing a great work. Don't be distracted when, 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 when you're getting it going and, and the enemy comes and says, well, you know, you ought to pull back or you ought to do this or you ought to do that. Don't be distracted. Say, I'm doing a great work. Why should I stop doing the great work to listen to this? Yeah, but it came four times. Well, four times answer them. So, some of y'all got to learn you got to be more consistent and persistent than the enemy. Because he knows if he can get to you one more time. One more time you'll throw in the towel. Why does he keep coming? Because he thinks he can get you. But if you keep answering the same answer, he eventually tires out and goes away. Builders. Let me say this. Uh, over in um, builders recognize they're doing a great work. They won't be distracted. And th- then write this down. They won't get into what's permissible but not, pro- but not profitable. I'm going to say that again. Builders won't get into permiss- what's permissible but not profitable. What do I mean by that? Let's turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. And I'm, I want uh, the Amplified in this, if you got it, if you're able to do that. It says, everything is permissible for me. This is Paul saying. But not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me. But I will not be enslaved by anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. Builders don't let their affections get them off in the wrong season. You know, God will let you do what you want to do. I've heard so many times, well, you know, I had peace about this. 
Well, how many of you know that peace doesn't equal direction? Can I give a little bit of wisdom? If you start seeking with your affections something to do or something, uh, a, a, a way to go, a new job or this or that, or, or you're trying to, come on, I'm going to say this real quick. Be content with what God has you in in the season you're in. And don't try to reach into another season and pull into this season that what doesn't belong to you in this season. Because you'll get it with your own strength and with your own hand. Remember Abraham. God made him a promise. And he's like, this is kind of taking a little longer than I thought it would. And Sarah was like, I got an idea. Why don't you get with homegirl? And that would be your son of promise. And so Abraham stepped out ahead of God, trying, trying to do the will of God. He got his affections on the promise instead of the promiser. And he, trying to do the will of God, stepped out of season, and he got something. But how many you know Ishmael wasn't a blessing like, he was, like Isaac was going to be? And he wasn't the son of promise. And so you can create Ishmael's in your life that will haunt you and haunt your, your later down the road because you weren't satisfied with what God had you in this season. Ooh, well, how do you know, Brother Steve? Because I've been there and I've done that. And I'm trying to warn you, don't do that. You don't want to create an Ishmael that's going to cause you heartache in the, in, in the next season. Amen? So don't let your affections, builders don't let their affections pull them off the job. Mm. I wish I had about two amens in the house. Because we, we can get our affections on all kinds of things. Yes, Lord. Builders redeem the time. Uh, and I'm, I'm wrapping up here. This is my last point. Someone said, praise the Lord. Builders redeem the time. You can make up time when you're doing what God has asked you to do. Nehemiah, over in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15 and through 16. The title says, the wall completed. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And it happened when all of our enemies heard of it. And all the nations around us saw these things, that they were disheartened in their own eyes, for they, they perceived that this work was done by our God. God, through Nehemiah and those who would follow what God was doing through Nehemiah, built in 52 days what, it, what Israel was trying to do in 70 years. Builders redeem the time. We know over in Ephesians chapter 5, it, said, it tells us, don't be drunk with wine, which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Redeeming the time. Having the Holy Spirit come in and lead us and guide us, inspire us and unite us. Redeeming the time, being filled with the Spirit. There's some time that we can redeem around here. What does that mean? Supernaturally quick, begin to move in some things that God has for us. Not getting ahead of the season, not staying in a past season, 
but like we were worshiping about, staying in step with Jesus, staying in step with the Holy Spirit, hand in hand. Mm, thank you, Lord. Builders redeem the time. In 52 days, what couldn't have been done in 70 years. Father, we come before you tonight. We come before you tonight. We thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for the season we're in. Thank you for the call that's on us as a church. Thank you for the vision that you've given us. But Father, we're not just recognizing the season. We're asking to know what to do in this season. We're seeing, Lord, that there's some things that belong to this season. And so, Lord, we want it all. Come on, if that's your heart, just tell them, I want it all, Lord. I want it all. I want to accomplish what you have for us in this hour, in this day. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Let's just wait on the Lord here for a second. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit's help. We thank you for equipping. We thank you for impartations. We thank you for impartations right now, Lord. We could come up here. We could gather at the front. I don't think we need to do that right now. If you want an impartation from the Lord for this season, an equipping to do your part to build the wall that's in front of your house. I want you just to close your eyes, lift your hands up to him. And say, Lord, I receive the impartation that I need for this season. The impartation that fits me and equips me to build my part of the wall. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for that, Lord. Oh, come on, let's just seal that with thanksgiving. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you for impartations of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for equipping. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when the enemy comes and says, oh, you don't, have, you don't have the ability to do that. No, I received an impartation. June 11th, 8.04 p.m., I received an impartation to build my part of the wall. I received an impartation. Well, I, didn't, I don't feel like it, but I received an impartation to do my part. God's going to be calling some people up higher and giving you more to do. Don't push back from that. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'll do it. I received an impartation. It's not going to be heavy and burdensome. It's going to be easy and light. It's going to fit me. It may be scary to you, 
because it's something you've never done before or it requires a level of commitment that you've never walked in before, but it fits you. It's just for your, it fits you perfectly. And it'll be easy and it'll be light. There's more. There's more. Hallelujah. There's more for you. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. And so I just want to say this and we'll wrap up. There is a call and an anointing on Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy to build some things. And there's things that are in their heart. I don't know. Well, what are they? I don't even know all. But I see the vision that is like pulsating in them. And they can't do it on their own. They're not called to do it on their own. They're called to say, hey, we're going to build a wall. Can, let, me, let me pull this scripture back up real quick. Y'all got time for one more scripture? It's 806, but we're, we're almost done. But I think this, this will be good for us. The good work uh, scripture that I read earlier today. Hallelujah. Somebody who took good notes, yell it out to me. Well, there's the Ephesians 2.10 one, yeah, and, uh, and then there's a counter verse in um, Nehemiah. Here it is, Nehemiah 2.17. Thanks, babe. Um, Nehemiah 2.17, verse 18. Let's put this up real quick because this is about to be our battle cry. Then I said to them, you see the distress we're in, this is Nehemiah, how Jerusalem lies in waste and its gates are burned with fire. Thank God we're not there, amen. But this part, come and let us build the wall, amen. And then go to verse 18. And then it says, and I told them of the hand of God, which had been good upon me. There is a hand upon the Lord on Pastor Greg and Pastor Amy for this season. There's a good hand of God, hallelujah, upon them. And, and the king, who's our king? His words that have been spoken to them. Glory to God. And then they said, that, who's the they? That's us. Let us rise up and build. And then they set their hands to do this good work. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Don't be pulled off left to the right. Don't be distracted. Keep your hand to the good work. Whew, this is what we're called to do. So, so when they... Release something that, that God's dealing with them. Man, let, keep that up, brother. Thank you. Let's say, let's rise up and build. When they give us a project to do, let's rise up and build. When they release uh, something that's on their heart to reach this community, let's rise up and build. And let's put our hand to the good work. Glory to God, because God is about to do some things around here. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.